Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily. Gordon is uh, broadcasting from the Gordon Monson estate. We are practicing social distance. So I, I mean, it's it's weird, Gordon, uh, because I, I don't know what you're up to. For example, uh, recently you've become infamous for the clothing that you've worn to the show. I'm scared to ask what clothing you wear when you're doing the show from home. Well, typically I'm very, uh, you know, <clears throat> Natalie attired. Yeah, I don't know if that's the word, but yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it is the word, and uh, you know, I I look pretty good. What like what? You got to be specific. Well, generally, I have uh, indeed showered. I'm talking about now, not generally. <laughs> you mean right this very yeah, second? Yeah, right this very second. Today I am in workout clothes. By that, you mean briefs and a uh, bathrobe, right? (laughs) All right, let's get to it. Howard's ready to go. Austin, hit the intro. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. All right, Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. From the Bleacher Report, he's our good friend Howard Beck. And Howard, New York has certainly been one of those areas that have been most affected. We hope you and yours are doing all right. Uh, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Yeah, we're fine here. Um, it's been a, a strange week, of course, as it has been for a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, we're all good. We're healthy. Um, trying to stave off cabin fever with daily walks around the neighborhood while, uh, you know, avoiding coming into contact with basically anybody who is not the three of us. So um, <laughs> it's it's strange. Everybody's like, it's a nice day here in New York. Like it's the first time it's hit 70 in a while. So people are out and walking around, but uh, yeah, also just trying not to intersect each other. Howard, you're uh, one of the things I admire about you. You're very well informed on issues of the day beyond just basketball. What are your thoughts uh, as you've observed what's happened uh, in this particular case worldwide uh, and in the U.S. and uh, for your community locally? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is a very uh, unique and strange and unsettling moment for all of us, clearly. And certainly for those of us who cover the NBA, then you have that piece of normalcy taken away on on top of it all. And, you know, um, I... uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a really hard thing to get your head around. I mean, you know, none of us, you know, I don't think anybody, uh, any of us involved in this conversation have ever lived through anything like this. So, uh, Gordon, you weren't around for the 1918 Spanish flu, right? <laughs> I was very, I was very young, Howard, but, uh, okay. you know, yeah. I don't... Faint I, memory? Mem- yeah, memory fails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just, 
you know, there's there. Yeah, we've all been through, you know, obviously national and international events that were impactful or unsettling on some level. But something like this is just completely new. And the idea that that everything is shut down, you know, so obviously I'm in here in New York where a few days ago first started with, you know, uh, you know, bars and restaurants and then libraries and everything else. And we're, we're you know, now moving toward the, the full lockdown of sorts where you know we'll all be able to leave the house to go shopping but really you're not expecting people to be out much doing anything um and this is this is our new reality for the foreseeable future um so and on top of all of that uh, listen you know clearly our government wasn't ready and that that part of it is maddening and and heartbreaking because i think there's going to be a lot of suffering that could have been minimized. Well, from an NBA perspective, Howard, and you mentioned how we're all new to this, but any thoughts one way or another on how Adam Silver and the league has reacted? I think the NBA has done well. Um, There's an argument to be made, and some people have made it, that they should have shut down even sooner. Okay, that's fine. But at the time that that, uh, the Rudy Gobert uh, domino fell, which I think really forced the NBA to, to act. At that point, like people, they've got, the NBA has rightfully gotten credit for acting swiftly, decisively, and correctly in the wake of, of that test, but they also had no choice, really. I mean, it, 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 you know, they always knew that if a single player tested positive, they'd have to shut down because of all the serial contact. So their hand was forced, but they made the right move, and that move you know, was the first domino that, that caused the NCAA and Major League Baseball and everybody else to take decisive action. And so I, I think they've done well. The criticism that I think is interesting, but I don't think fully um, justified, is the idea that the NBA should have emptied out the arenas sooner, played with no fans sooner, maybe shut down sooner. But that's not where we were as a country, as a society yet. Uh, everything was still open. Concerts were still going on. Restaurants and bars, everything. Not, nothing was shut down. You know, there was no such. There was no social distancing eight days ago, and nine days ago. So, I, I, I can't. I can't knock the NBA for being you know slow to act or anything else when we had you know everything else was still operating as normal across the country, and we had elected officials at the highest level saying everything was fine. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think the NBA has done well. So, Howard, dealing in hypotheticals here, since we don't really have the answers to this stuff yet, and I don't know whether it's fair for me to ask you these kinds of questions, but let me go ahead anyway. If the league is to fire up again, say, in uh, June, uh, is that something that uh, would be enticing to you? Or at this point, are you just ready to punt on the whole thing and, and hope the country survives? Uh, I don't have it. It's, you know, I don't, I don't look at it through my own prism in that way, Gordon. I, I look at it more as, as simply the NBA is going to return when they know it's safe to, and they're going to have to take their cues from public health officials and elected leaders. It's, it's out of the league's hand at this point. It's certainly way out of my hand. Um, and as someone who covers the NBA, you know, look, it's, it's, this is a very strange position to be in, to not have my normal routine and to not really have much to cover. And, you know, I would, I'd certainly love to see it back, but I, I, I don't even think about it in those terms. I think about it in terms of 
you know, let's get this this whole crisis under control. I'd like to see, you know, obviously, you know, our, our society return to normal and to minimize the, you know, the you know number of people who are going to be hit with this. Let's get through all that. And if at the end of that, there's time for the NBA and the logistics are, are reasonable for the NBA to stage some sort of season still, great. I'll be there. I'll, I will welcome it back. I will, you know, we will all start talking about games again, and I'll start writing stories about it. But in the meantime, I, I just, I don't think of it, I don't think anything, as, as, or, or viewed as any differently than anybody else. I'm just waiting for this crisis to get under control and, and hopefully fade into history. Some of these NBA players testing positive are are coming out and being very public about it, and I'm thinking specifically yesterday of Marcus Smart, and I think uh, I think that's good. Raise awareness and get a message out there for folks to be careful. But I I was happy some of these guys have have been doing that to take a little pressure off of Rudy. Rudy Gobert, who had the misfortune of, of testing positive first, and then his name got out there, and of course we saw that that backlash. But what do you think about these players turning that kind of into sort of a positive? Yeah, sorry for the background outside, obviously. Um, no, I, I, I think it's good that, you know, uh, that some, some players, and Kevin Durant did it by, by basically outing himself to the athletic. It, it's great that players are, are doing it in the sense that it helps normalize this and they put themselves in a position to be, um, you know, uh, in a position of, of, of being informative and educating people. Like, that's all fine. Um, guys who are comfortable with it will. Guys who are not will stay anonymous. The other three Nets have stayed anonymous. The, the two Lakers have stayed anonymous. Um, it is unfortunate for Rudy Gobert that he was the first, even more unfortunate that he had acted in a, in, a, in a very cavalier way so publicly because I think a lot of the backlash was not so much that, oh, he got this, like anybody could catch this. It's, it's that he had conducted himself in a certain way that, you know, was very obvious to people. And, but still, I, I mean, I, I, the backlash to me has been way over, uh, you know, overdone and um, just off the mark, you know. And listen, this, this, this isn't like uh, some, some uh, scarlet letter, you know. This isn't something that's going to stay with you forever. This is an illness like any other that if you are healthy enough and if you're, you know, fortunate, this passes. And it's not with you beyond that. So it, it's not like this is some scar that people have to carry forward there shouldn't be any um sense that this has a a a, a lasting impact on anybody so uh the more people who are who are in a a, you know a public you know who are you know either celebrities like tom hanks or players who are you know public about having it um i I do think it, it can help just stem that that um that thought that this is something other than just another illness Howard, in hearing what uh, Adam Silver has had to say, it's interesting all these different options he was talking about. Do you, do you have any best guess as to what this will look like once it does start up again? Let's say let's it, take the can, let's take the cancellation of uh, idea out of the whole thing. The NBA comes back. Do you think it'll be as it was, or do you think uh, fans will be limited? What do you think it'll look like? Impossible to know. It's one of many questions that I'm just throwing under the. Uh, just broad header of we don't know we can't know um it, it, everything depends on how long it takes and you know an nba that returns in june versus an nba that returns in august could be very different things is it possible for the nba to come back 
while this crisis is still essentially going on, but the NBA uh, just plays games in small gyms where it's just the players and coaches, trainers, medical staff, uh, operations people, and some media and obviously TV cameras, and just televise the games. And there are no fans. For, that, that, that's within the realm of possibility. If, if, there is a, if there's a way to pull that off and get games going again in a very controlled environment, I think they would do it. That's just my best guess. And whether that comes to pass, whether that opportunity will be there, I, your guess is as good as mine. Playoffs, all this stuff, we just don't know. So, Howard, when you and the family are uh, at home for an extended period of time, what's the go-to family activity? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my wife and I have both been working from home, and so we've still been pretty busy during the day. My daughter's school is doing the remote learning where she's on the computer from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m., more or less, uh, just still in class with her teachers coming through via, you know, webcams. So, um, it, it, in a way, the daily routine hasn't been that different other than all three of us are home a lot, um, and the cat is very confused. <laughs> but uh, in, the, in the evenings with no, no NBA games to watch, you know, then it's, you know, uh, hanging out, watching some TV and, and, and whatever. But, yeah, nothing, nothing, you know, we haven't really established a, a new routine as of yet. All right. Howard, I got a, one more basketball-related question. In your evaluation of the relationship between the NBA and the Players Association, do you think it's a spirit of, uh, of cooperation now that if, if things are going to have to be adapted somehow and there's going to have to be some sacrifice on both sides, do you think that they, there's a spirit about it that uh, will be cooperative? It, it has been for a while. I mean, this is, you know, this is what I like to refer to as you know, the, the you know, peacetime leadership, where from the time that Adam Silver uh, took over and the time that Michelle Roberts took over with the, the Players Union prior to that, they've been in a, a time of relative peace. Ever since the 2011 lockout, there really hasn't been much to fight over. Now, they've got some policy disagreements that they're still trying to work through that preceded all of this. Um, and there could be some disagreements to come. I mean, there is, you know, the, the, the legal minds out there have, have brought up the fact that, and folks who follow labor have brought up the fact that the, the NBA could uh, invoke the force majeure uh, clause that allows them to basically cancel the CBA if it's, you know, deemed that, that there can be no season and they're going to lose a ton of money, they can cancel the whole thing and then cancel, obviously, you know, about 20% of players' paychecks. If that were to come to pass, now, we're, now there's a fight on our hands. But I don't think that that's where this is heading. There's no indication to, to believe that that's where it's heading. Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts have a very good working relationship. The lines of communication have been open. They seem to be on the same page in the way that they've been handling uh, this entire crisis. And certainly Adam and Michelle have had similar messaging when it came to uh, backlash about players having access to uh, COVID-19 testing that hasn't been available to everybody else. So I, I think the league and the players' union are – in, in a good place with, with each other and especially in light of, of this crisis. Well, Howard, thank you as always for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Keep up the good work because we need more Howard Beck material coming our way now. We need it more than ever, ever, Howard. <laughs> I'll do what I can, fellas. All Always right. good talking right. to you. We'll uh, hopefully talk next week. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Howard. 
The great Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report, uh, our NBA Daily Assist uh, on Fridays, and certainly something we've always looked forward to, Gordon, and that uh, is true today as well. Love it when Howard has a chance to jump on with us, and he's out to, he's out there in Brooklyn, I believe, in New York. Mm-hmm. There, they've there's. They're they're dealing with some stuff out there, and of course, uh, you know, Gordon, they live on top of each other a little bit more than we do here. So we hope uh, Howard's doing right. Do you think people in the city uh, are, are craving right now to be out in the country somewhere where it's not so crowded? Um, yeah, probably. During times like these, we all maybe want a little more space. I guess. Sure. I remember one time. Uh, uh, Woody Allen was asked why he he liked living in New York versus Colorado, and he said, "I find people much more interesting than trees." Hmm. Uh, and at a time like this, though, maybe those trees look pretty good. All right, uh, joining us now, he is our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And I'll tell you what, your time at home could be completely different, Andrew, if uh, some folks out there went in and got some things taken care of. Yeah, if you're out there experiencing erectile dysfunction, you know, now with everything going on or in the past, there is a treatment that is helping so many guys. I have seen thousands of men come into our clinic with erectile dysfunction. Typically, they're frustrated because they don't want to take the pill. They don't want to deal with the side effects um, or they're not seeing the results they want to with the pill. They're looking for spontaneity. Uh, maybe a result like when they were a little bit younger. That is exactly what our acoustic wave therapy does, particularly the technology that we use, which is FDA cleared. It opens up the blood vessels. It reverses the erectile dysfunction. And we've seen so many success stories, guys that are 20 years old, guys that are 80 years old, everything in between, and they can get back to that normal function that they crave. Yeah, and it's it's short and to the point, Andrew, back to normal. That's a big deal. Get that spontaneity back. Back to normal. Exactly right. And the clinical studies, by the way, so many guys have heard me talk about this, but the clinical studies, I'm looking at one right now, therapeutic advances in urology. They did a huge study of 600 guys, concluded that this has an 87% success rate. And not just that, it lasts. So the results will last the science is sound. We are open for business, guys. Our clinic is safe, sanitized, and we're masking and, and wearing gloves. So if you're experiencing some of the frustrations we're talking about, come on in and uh, get the ED taken care of. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on the schedule, and you guys will do a free consultation with the doctor, right? We are. We know that when it comes to erectile dysfunction, guys sometimes do nothing. They let the problem get worse. It can be, you know, you're hesitant to take care of it. Call us now. We're going to make it so easy. We'll do that initial assessment with the doctor. Um, Totally free. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. That's a really cool blood flow check. Uh, You'll know where, you know, where the problem is coming from. We'll also give you a, a free little gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I have not ever seen it fail. And it's all free uh, if you call us now. 801 901 Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. All right. We'll have more straight ahead. We'll get to more of Gordon's list. Of course, not Sports Port at 450. We'll let you hear from Joe Ingalls at 5. Drops of the day at 530. Busy day on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.
Jordan Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. want to remind you about our friends at uh, RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. How you hanging in, Gordon? I am hanging in. Thank you. You doing all right? Yeah. How are you doing? I, I, well, after I created the own image in my mind of you broadcasting in briefs in a bathrobe, I've, I've been struggling. Well, first of all, I am not. <laughs> this is getting kind of personal here, but I am not in briefs in a bathrobe right now. I want to make that absolutely. It's just 100% a naked man. Clear. I am not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Raise your hand if you believe that. Oh, well, I do uh, believe him. I don't know if he, I think he's not in those things. Okay. I think he's not in anything. <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on. That's what. I, that's how I would be doing the show. I Who's going to stop in, you? I could walk out on the street right now and feel perfectly comfortable in what I'm wearing. But right would the there, neighbors feel know? comfortable? They would. Uh, they Jake. would. Would they? Would they, Gordon? I don't think I believe you on this one. They absolutely would, and I want <laughs> Jake. I wasn't like you when that earthquake hit, and you were running out onto the street uh, in your uh, in your skivvies. I did not do that. That is that is not what happened. I did not go outside in my skivvies. I did jump out of bed and fall on my face. That did happen, <laughs> but no, I did okay. not uh, run outside in my underwear. Uh, Gordon, uh, let's continue on with Gordon's list, and I've got uh, I've got something to contribute. Um, did you see today that the XFL has canceled its season? Uh, my question to you is, do you think it will come back? Oh, man, it's one of those questions like what we were throwing at Howard. Uh, who knows? Uh, I, you mean you mean next season? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of these, and you can apply it to overall, you know, our community, right? A lot of small businesses and upstarts and those sorts of things. Like, this is going to be very difficult to come back from, you know, whether it's the restaurant industry or whatever. I mean, most businesses can't just shut down for a couple of months and and come out fine on the other side. Um, I'm not sure how many weeks did they get into the XFL season and just to shut it down. I mean... I don't know. That's tough. I, That's tough. I'm tough not a time. fan of the XFL. I I was skeptical about it to begin with, but I certainly don't want to see uh, that venture ruined by something like this, you know, yeah, to not no, even no have doubt. the opportunity to get off the ground. Not to yeah. to make this overly personal, Austin, but you, your, your brother and his upstart business has been affected by this whole thing. And my heart just goes out to him. It's tough. It's nothing that anybody did wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's a, it's not my brother posted on Instagram. I shared it on Twitter last night because it's, uh, he's lucky enough that his uh, small business, they don't rely on for income with his family. But how many people out there can say that? Right. Who have put, poured years of hard work and own money and sweat and tears and sacrificed so much. And uh, he just got this business to a point where it was starting to actually turn some good. Yeah. And just like that, boom, shut down people without jobs. It's right. it's heart heartbreaking, yes. So I guess I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't make it a habit of rooting for Vince McMahon per se. And if the XFL was not going to make it eventually, uh, you know, maybe that would be the case. But I, I certainly don't want to see it end because of something like this. And that goes for, you know, so many small businesses out there. 
Um, you know, we got an email from uh, from my daughter's daycare today uh, where they were talking about how they're going to try and continue to pay their employees and figure out a way to get through this, but that they have, you know, small margins and this is going to, they're going to fe- uh, feel the pinch like anybody else, you know? Yeah. And so Hopefully they can hang, all these little, all these smaller businesses can hang on or new businesses can hang on, just hang on, hang in there until we can get past this a little bit and then and then go forward from there. Easier said than done, but I'm, I'm hoping for it. Yeah, no doubt. And did you see the news today that uh, Ty Burrell is partnering with Salt Lake City um, to basically, uh, well, he's donating, I believe, $100,000 of his money, but they're trying to figure out a way to fund, you know, restaurant and bar workers in Salt Lake City to who have been affected by this or laid off. But, you know, we don't have a ton of celebrities, per se, in our community, Gordon, but there's one. Ty Burrell doing some good, and of course he is a bar owner in downtown Salt Lake. But uh, I thought that was a pretty cool story. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, he, and hopefully this will bring out that uh, that helpful side of everybody in the community to to, well, to do what you can to help uh, those who are in need right now. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt about it. So there were a couple of things. You got anything else on that list, Gordo? Yes, I do. Did you see this video of Brooks Kepka uh, hitting an eight iron? left-handed did you see this no he hit on this video that's out there floating around he hit an eight iron from the left side 194 yards wow that's pretty amazing so here's my question to you do you think that you could beat uh any pro golfer if you if he had to play left-handed oh i don't know yeah probably Probably because playing, I mean, some people are more ambidextrous than others, you know, <laughs> like like I've told you this, Gordon, I swing a baseball bat left handed and I golf right handed, but I couldn't do either the other way. So I'm actually a left-handed person. I write left-handed. I throw the ball left-handed. I do most things. I eat left-handed. I play golf right and I bat left. But you think those swings are actually somewhat similar, right? I couldn't do either the other way. You sound confused. I, I guess I am. But I don't know. See, some people are better at that sort of thing than others, right? Like, could you hit a baseball batting left-handed? Yes. Yeah, so there was a time when I was... <laughs> not a chance. No. 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 Not off a tee. No. no, no, Maybe no. Not. Listen to me. Maybe not right now. But uh, when I was playing junior baseball... Uh, I I was there, just happened to be watching some friends of mine play in there for their team, and for whatever reason, someone wasn't available, and so they asked me to play on that team. And only this, I swear to you, I swear to you, this is true. And they and they were a year younger, and so they told me I had to bat left-handed in this game, and uh, I hit a I hit a. <laughs> Give a grand slam. That is the absolute The stories that I tell are 99%, (laughs) 99 99.5%, 100% factual. A grand slam. You couldn't have have said you're dribbled out to short. You had to call the grand slam. Not a chance. Listen, I swear to you. I swear to you, this is true. No, and I if still this remember, is true, then Juice Newton is a lie. One no, can't I, be true. I, I, Both I can't remember, be true. I remember the flight of the ball. I oh, got out ahead of gosh. it a little bit, hit it down the right field line, and it 
it flew over the uh, over the fence, and I was over the I cuckoo's was, nest. No, I, I swear to you, it's true. I believe the anyway. I believe the affair with Juice Newton over this one. Absolutely, <laughs> what affair? I didn't have an affair. I, I'm uh, believing that mess. The over. grand slam with Juice Newton, <laughs> and, huh? and in all the years we've both known Gordon. We've never heard that story before now. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Wait, okay. I have, okay. I have a bunch of stories, guys. I love your I, stories, Gordon. Swear, Please tell another. No. I swear to you that story is true. Not, Not a chance. A chance that's I true. believe I, you I, played baseball once. I, if no, you would have told me, like, I hit Texas. a grand slam. No, I hit a, left, I hit a left-handed grand slam. And it's absolutely 100% And true. Reggie Jackson drove up in his limo and rolled the window and, down and said, hey, okay, kid. Here's the, th- here's the thing. I, <laughs> I started thinking that maybe I could switch hit because I, I was, I, man, I hit it right on the, right on the button. Okay, so, and, so I played baseball for a long, long time, all right? I, I played uh, well into high school. And I would say the amount of times that I actually came to the plate when the bases were loaded was maybe what? 15 times in my entire time playing baseball. In 15 baseball. years yeah, playing. Right. Yeah, right, in, in playing forever. So you're telling me in this one specific time, not only did you hit a home run, not only were you batting left-handed, but the bases happened to be loaded at that time? All true. Not a chance. I swear. Not I a swear. Chance. You guys have trust issues. You know, I wonder I've lived, why. I've lived a long time, and I still remember the exact field. I could point it out to you. I'm I was not that I, old. everything was it, it's as clear as a bell. No, nope. I remember it because it stood out because it was a moment of of, of glory. Nope. So nope. a moment of fantasy. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I bet at the time Gordon was also playing at Yankee Stadium. I carried it all the way out center. No, I remember they made me hit to Monument Valley because Jeez. I was I was a year older, and uh, I said, "Okay, I can do this." Don't no. believe so it. I, I had no clue that I could do it, but I I did. It. I mean, look, guys, don't believe it. I, and I, Casey Stengel I, called up the next day and right. signed me to a ten. Right. I would put five thousand dollars on the table on this one. It is absolutely. 100%. I would factual. certainly think about taking you up on that if there was any way that you could actually prove that this did or did not happen. I'm just Because it's just pretty hurt. easy to say, well, back in 43, when I was playing Little League, I hit a home run left-handed because nobody's going to be able to say whether you did or whether you did not. I wish I could track all the folks down because there was a decent-sized crowd there, you know, parents and whatnot, family members and whatnot who were there to witness it. But I, I, what hurts me the most, what cuts deep, is the fact that you guys don't believe me. No, I, mean, I don't. The, I, 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 Jake, I'm starting to wonder Jake, if you ever even played baseball. <laughs> Jake, I'm t- I swear to you. See, I swear. S-W-E-A-R. I swear to you. That story. Listen, is here's true. the thing. I, I've, I've got a friend who would just invent his high school uh, athletic achievements. I mean, just completely invent them. But but then we'd know people who he went to high school with, and they'd be like, no, no, that's not it. See, but with you, you can just say whatever. And since it was across the country in Delaware and decades ago. At the time of Abner Doubleday. There's no way we're finding well, out whether they're on. true or not. Listen and th- there's no me. way that this is true. Listen to me. There are. I have had low moments too. I mean, there was a time I struck out and cost my team the game, 
Uh, look, there are low points, too, but this was a high point. And I, I swear to you, I swear Boy, to you, it's Boy, isn't true. it interesting how the, the high point story is filled with just incredible detail? And the low point is like, you know, I struck out that one time in that one game when it well, was I, on okay, the line. You, okay, you want detail. It was a called three strike. And then the, 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 my, the coach was really mad at me that I let that happen. So that stood with, stayed with me as well. But uh, well, it, consider it just hurts. The case proven. My, it hurts that my friends, my friends people I consider my friends would think that I would make something like that up. And it is, especially me living in a business that is all about credibility and telling the truth. I am telling you 100% the truth. Would you write it in the paper tomorrow? Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, because you know, the standard of the watchdog, they'd want two sources on this i would if i were in a courtroom i'd put my hand on the bible raise my right hand and it would burn through your skin and i would absolutely swear that it was the truth that doesn't mean anything from a good atheist like yourself (laughs) (laughs) hey what do you think of all these artists that are doing concerts online i think this is cool you've seen those uh, videos of that one opera singer who was on the balcony over in italy and he sang uh, was it Ness and Dorna? What's that song called? Ness, Ness, uh, Ness and Dorna, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then there was also the Pavarotti video. song, yeah. Yeah, there were those who were uh, in New York who were singing songs on their balconies together. I, I don't know. I I just think it's a time to band together even though we have to stay apart. And uh, that's, 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 that's a cool story. Real quick, I'll fit this one in. And I'm a little bit hesitant to do so but there's a uh did you see the story about that portland gentleman's club that uh is now having its uh its uh employees deliver meals no no didn't see that not surprised you did though <laughs> not surprised well, at all well as i've told you guys a thousand times what is the definition of news uh, something that is extraordinary. That which is extraordinary. Uh, how is and this I've, that? I've never. Lots not, of people. I, lots of people are are figuring out different ways to help out society. Why is this one particularly relevant? Uh, because it's not. It's because? not every day. Because it's not every day that you see a gentleman's club who's having its dancers deliver meals. And there's a there, there's a name for it, but I, I don't know whether I should say the no name. delay. I uh, I Please. I noticed that uh, Little Caesars is now delivering. Gordon, how come that didn't make it onto the list? Like, uh, oh, started three months ago. Yeah, now that's extraordinary because they usually don't deliver. We've had and fifteen now, Gordon's lists. Since now then. are they they're delivering as a company? I mean, how how has that not made the list? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, unlike you two, I've never been to a gentleman's club, so I I'm not sure how it all works. But now they're coming out and actually delivering uh, food to those who order up, uh, you know, some. Uh, Gordon, did I ever tell you about the time that I was playing high lie in the Philippines, and uh, I had um, it was my serve to get the seventh point to get the victory, and boy, did I with zing- the king of pressure, yeah, right? And I, I just zung that thing right in there. It was really one of the highlights of my athletic career. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy I'm happy for that. Uh, however, my story was true. Yours is not. It's so. true. I swear. I can't believe my friends would say. <laughs> 
that I did not play Highlight in the Philippines on March 23rd, 1997. I dare you to find somebody. That, I'll, I'll bet you five grand right now that I did that. All right. So if you're listening to our show, I, I want to speak to you momentarily, not to not to Jake, not to Austin. I want to speak to you, the listener. Okay? Doesn't it bug you that when you, when you have that friend who constantly exaggerates, who is his middle name is hyperbole? You know, doesn't that really get on your nerves after a while? <laughs> you need to have someone you can trust. You need to have someone that when they tell a story, sure, it's a riveting story. It's very interesting. It's got all the details in it, but you know it's true. That's the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Thank you. You know, Gordon, the, the shot I won it with, it was called a chula. It's where the ball <laughs> is it's played very soft off the front wall, but very high. And I, I just had the touch on that thing, and I, I won ten grand. I mean, it was it was great. Bet on myself. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to uh, <laughs> review that a little more. I believe carefully. I did it left-handed, though, so it's not as cool <laughs> uh, because the left is did my I, dominant hand. Have I told you guys the story about how when I was uh, on a very elaborate miniature golf course, and you know they have the nineteenth, the uh, eight on the eighteenth hole. They have uh, an extra uh, difficult, uh, you know, challenge. And if you hit it just right, then they give you, like, uh, a lifetime uh, free pass for that uh, particular uh, mini golf course. So I I came to the 18th uh, hole, and you had to – there was this itty-bitty little ramp that went up into a clown, a clown's nose – and there were all kinds of difficulties, swirling things that got in the way, and I, uh, I just hit, <laughs> hit it, and it avoided all the trouble, and it went right up that itty bitty little ramp straight into the clown's nose. Why would anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> because it was, it's another phenomenal, unlikely but phenomenal story. Okay, first of all, it's not. <laughs> Second of all, we're not going to ever get that five minutes back. And third, did you just one-up my fictional high-life story? Did that just happen? That's a good story. I don't think I can that top really that. really just happened? That's a new record. Not Sports Report coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now you're not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to let you hear from Joe Ingles. He was on with PK today. That's coming up right around the corner. We've got uh, best drops of the day at 5.30. But right now it's time for a quick not sports report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? We're going to L.A. to a courtroom. I'll make this real quick. Uh, There was this hearing where a federal judge was essentially telling uh, those uh, they were in in lieu of the uh, uh, because of the coronavirus uh, outbreak. He was ordering homeless people to go home. Well, that doesn't seem very sensitive. Well, uh, that's my point. If you don't have a home, how can you go home? Again, that doesn't seem very sensitive. Well, 
I just I saw that. I just said that doesn't make any sense ordering someone who is homeless to go home. And then some people's solution is to uh, take these various people and put them in a setting where they're all jammed in there together, which doesn't really seem like that's really all that smart either. No, it does not. You can't tell a homeless person to go home. So what would you have done? Oh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a critic here. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. In, it's not my responsibility, right? I don't. I don't know. What would you do? Uh, I don't know, Gordon. I didn't bring out the story. <laughs> well, it's not particularly funny, really. But I, I just uh, couldn't believe that I was reading about a judge who was telling homeless people to go home hmm. because they don't have a home. Thus, being homeless. Exactly. Okay, let's get out of the zone. Let's get to Andrew, shall we? Joining us now is our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And as usual, Andrew, when you join us right after the Not Sports Board, I really don't know how to transition properly. So (laughs) let's just help our listeners, shall we? Yes, we shall. Uh, Guys, if you are struggling with ED, I know this is kind of a taboo subject. In fact, sometimes we get criticized. People say, you know, I, I, I wish you wouldn't talk about that. I think that talking about the subject is a compliment to the relationship. I think we should be talking about it more. Um, ED can wreak havoc on a relationship, cause so many issues, and we have seen a lot of changes. Um, guys come in typically very frustrated because the pill doesn't work. It causes side effects. Maybe they've got health issues, diabetes, or prostate problems that have caused their ED, and they are looking for a natural fix that doesn't involve the pill. We have the first and only non-medication approach to this. It's called acoustic wave therapy. We use a very we use a very advanced form of acoustic wave therapy to open up the blood vessels, increase blood flow, um, and it has been very effective at not just fixing the ED, but it's a lasting result. Uh, I'm reading a study right now, 36-month follow-up, 91.7 still showed the same response. That means that's a three-year fix at least, and probably much longer. So it's been an incredible result. And it's only a few treatments, right, Andrew? I mean, people can be back to normal and pretty. This isn't months away. It isn't months away. It's a few treatments. It's two to three weeks. If you are fairly healthy, you probably can see the results starting on the first treatment. So you come into the clinic. You could get a treatment and start seeing results that day or week. All right. Give them a call, 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule, and you'll get a free consultation with the doctor, right? Yes, free consultation, exam, a blood flow ultrasound. That'll tell you what the problem is. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it is blood flow. We'll test that first. We'll give you a little booster, really cool, uh, produces immediate results in the bedroom to improve the intimacy. All free. uh, So just give us a call. Awesome. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Wasatch Medical Clinic and Andrew Reinhardt. We'll let you hear from Joe Ingles coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.